Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Wrap-Up Live. This is the official Raptors Republic live postgame show. I'm here with Oren Weisfeld, one of your two hosts for tonight, and myself, Sahal Abdi. And tonight, your Toronto Raptors defeated the Houston Rockets, a very lowly, uh, I believe, worst record in the NBA, Houston Rockets, to a 117-111 win. That brings the Raptors to six games under 500, 24 wins, 30 losses on the season. And um, I'm just going to keep it honest with you, Oren. This was... um, even in a win, in a Raptors win, it was a little bit of a tough game to watch, especially the way it ended there with tons of fouls going back and forth. The last minute feeling like it got elongated into the into 10 minutes when it really didn't have to. Um, do you blame the Houston Rockets? No. Um, I mean, I felt like they were just used to losing um, this season. So I felt like, I mean, they should have just mailed it in, but they didn't. I mean, it's a young young group of basketball players. Um, it's a lot of good games tonight from some Raptors players. Gary Trent Jr., Fred Van Vliet, we'll get into them later. Pascal Siakam as well played pretty good. Scotty Barnes was non-existent in my opinion for the majority of the first, uh, uh, I'd say three quarters of the game, and then you start to you started to see him in transition in the fourth quarter, kind of eat off of those Houston Rockets misses, um, dishing some good passes to Pascal Siakam and Gary Trent Jr. Overall, Oren, um, we always talk about one thing that stood out to us immediately in this game. And what's the first thing you want to tee us off with uh, for tonight's game? Yeah, I was trying to kind of think of something over the course of you talking, but uh, I think the thing that stands <laughs> out is just that the Rockets are really bad. Because, like, are. there was nothing that the Raptors did tonight that was, like, drastically different than what we usually see from them they shot 10 more shots than the than the rockets that's obviously nice but we've seen plenty of games where they have more scoring opportunities or or possessions and they don't win they did shoot 38 percent from three compared to the rockets at 33 so that was definitely a big swing factor um but no there wasn't like anything that the raptors really did that was on another level compared to how they usually play. I think they just kind of played so-so, kind of average tonight, and the Rockets are a really bad team, missing Jalen Green. Not a whole lot you can take from tonight. Uh, I don't expect this podcast to go too long, but we'll, we'll try to make it as interesting <laughs> as, as we possibly can. Definitely some good individual performances. Some yeah. other maybe... Um, concerning ones i, I kind of want to get into as well from the raptors but yeah there's not too much you can take from this one did you have anything um so the the way this game began or was uh, almost like a nightmare for the raptors we talk about how the houston rockets are you know definitely one of the uh, bottom tier teams in the league um i believe they walked into this game with the worst record in the nba and it's not surprising i mean um, they're going into this game particularly without their, you know, best player. Or, I mean, 
I want to call him their best player, Jalen Green, but man, that Shane Goon kid is is damn good at basketball. So mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure there. I know a lot of people will look at me weird for that, but I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, they're missing Jalen Green, one of their best players. They're missing um, uh, KPJ, Kevin Porter Jr. as well in a game like this. Um, so it's tough when an already bad basketball team is missing some guys. Now, on the Raptors side, you come into this game and you look absolutely lethargic to start the game. You would have thought, I mean, if this is your first time ever watching basketball, you would have thought the Raptors were the worst team in the league. Like, it looked bad, even though the Raptors did lead 21-20 after the first quarter. They had six points, Oren, with six minutes remaining in the first quarter. Um, I was watching with my dad, and he was like, (laughs) it was early in the game, he was like, so we just don't have a chance against Houston, eh? I'm like, no, they're the worst team in the league. Like, we should have a chance. Yeah, uh, I tried my best not to over-exaggerate uh, too much on the timeline, even though I did tweet at one point that the Raptors were going to lose the game 108-36. to um, But, um, I mean, the game itself did not look uh, horrible for the Raptors for the majority of it. It felt like they just held on to an 8-15 to 15 point lead the majority of the game. Um, and it was a game that they had in control. I mean, and it helped that in the first quarter, it felt like there was one player and one player only elevating them, and that was Chris Boucher. Um, he did kind of tail off for the rest of the game. Uh, kind of just oh my God. went a little non-existent a bit. I mean, he still finished a plus 12, which is the highest on the Raptors, which is great to see. But um, a great first quarter from him. He kept them afloat. <laughs> and then you see the Raptors, I guess their stars just go crazy. And it's the same old guys that it's been the last month or so for the Raptors. Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr., for the rest of the game, just leading the Raptors through it. And then you get your typical Pascal Siakam game as well. Out of those three guys, Oren, who do you kind of want to, I guess, mention first before we get into some of the negatives that we saw in a game like this? Okay, so yeah, if we want to go positives, uh, I guess just the backcourt in general um, shot the ball really well tonight. You know, they made 11 threes, Gary and Trent together. So... They were, they were hitting their shots. I honestly didn't think the Raptors' offensive process was that good. I thought it was – the ball just wasn't moving very well. It was a lot of isolation. Yeah. But, again, against the Rockets, you can do that. You can play in isolation and have success because there are a lot of mismatches on the floor. So I definitely think – yeah, I, I think Fred and Gary won this game on the offensive end for the Raptors. And uh, – I don't know, again, if you can take too much from it, but Fred's definitely playing the best basketball of his season. And on both ends of the court, I think, and not even on both ends of the court, but just his his all-around game is not just the shooting. For Gary, it is mostly just the shooting, and he's going to have these games. For Fred, it was it was everything. Like, the way he looks comfortable driving into the paint and passing it out and taking guys off the dribble and everything. He just looks, like, really in kind of top gear right now. And he's, he's honestly pretty hard to stop. Um, so the backcourt was definitely the positive for me tonight. Yeah, the backcourt looked great. Um, Gary, for me, I mean, when you watch games like this, Orin, I mean, I don't want to just take one game and just kind of extrapolate it and make, uh, make my own conclusion based off of this. But I don't know, man. I'm starting to inch to, towards the hashtag team uh, Keep Gary. Uh, at the deadline, because I know a lot of a lot of fans were kind of of that mindset that even if they didn't want him to go, they kind of just expected him uh, to be gone at the deadline. And I think when you look at a guy like this, you look at his age, you look at how he's performed this season, especially when some Raptors just have not been playing well. 
Uh, that includes Fred, right, earlier on in the season. Um, Gary has been there, and he's been a, a shot-creating machine for this team. In this game, he shot 10 for 15. Looked like he couldn't miss. Some of these were tough shots. Some of them were good, really good rhythm shots that you, you hope Gary Trent continues to find and make in a game like this. And again, we're not going to take too much away. We're going to keep giving you that disclaimer. We're not going to take too much away from a Houston Rockets win, but um, you got to give credit where credit is due um, in a game like this. This is still an NBA team, right? Um, so Gary Chen Jr. Barely. 10 15. <laughs> yeah, Barely. Barely. <laughs> uh, average age of 14.2. No, Gary Chen Jr., 29 points. Um, you know, What's their average like, dribble per touch? <laughs> like how much does a guy dribble before he gets off a ball on the Rockets? <laughs> It, it has to be the highest in the league. It's, uh, yeah, I watched that team and um, it's tough. I just, and it's, I don't know. It's, it's almost like you're, this is what tank culture, I feel like this is what you don't, this is the bad side of tank culture is what I want to say. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is uh, you bringing, this is what a lot of people love doing in, in video games. You just bring in a lot of 19, 20, 21, 21, 22, 23 year olds into uh, one roster and just hoping that, you know, eventually you could put it all together. But really, it still looks like the Rockets are years and years away from truly contending. Um, it's tough. It's really tough for a team like this because how uh, do free agents, for example, look at a team like this or and just um, make a decision like, hey, I want to come here and I want to turn things around. Like no free agent is really going to want to do that. You're going to have to find a real difference maker in the draft. And I think they're hoping that mm -hmm. Jalen Green and Jabari Smith Jr. can be those guys. Um, yeah, and I think they're hoping to get Wembenyama too. That as well, yeah. But yeah, this is what some Raptors fans want. This is the tank. This, like this is it. not that different from what a Scotty Barnes led team would look like. Like mm -hmm. Scotty, again, he's better than Jalen Green, but still for his age, like young guys running the team, that's probably what it's going to look like if you want to really is, blow it up at the deadline. This so. is this is why I think it was very important for Raptors fans mm -hmm. who have been team trade everyone. Uh, not named Scotty Barnes, for them to watch yeah. a game like this um, and see that this is not necessarily, um, you know, tanking is not necessarily a guaranteed a thing in the NBA. It's definitely not. Um, you know, statistics in the last 10, 15 years will tell you tanking usually actually doesn't work, right? You usually have to get off a, a, a trade that's a complete anomaly or a signing or something of some sort um, to really bring things together. Oh look, we've got we've got a visitor. Um, I feel like I feel like Joni could have played Joni, for the Houston Rockets hi. tonight. Say hi, Joni. Just a little something, just a little purr. Yeah, she no? she could drop like a cool twelve. No. I feel like on the Rockets. <laughs> yeah, um, on the Rockets, definitely um, Sangoon impressed me tonight. Okay. I, I don't know if he's like the perfect guy to take. Um, Achua off the like he he presents like a real matchup nightmare for Achua I think in certain ways because I'm not even entirely sure why but it's just like you you saw today that he killed Achua in single coverage and guys would come and he would pass it and so I think that's where the Rockets had most of their success offensively maybe it's just that like precious really like is strong and physical and he moves well but as a post defender like you just kind of need i think years in the league to figure out some of the tricks of the trade and like the footwork in there and stuff like that and i think 
Yeah, again, Sangoon really gave him some problems tonight. He also um, Sangoon also has the height advantage, right? I think Sangoon I just have to double check sure. right there. He's six eleven. Which is interesting to me. Right. Yeah, it's just interesting to me in terms of like matchups going forward and like ones you want to avoid if you're the Raptors, because there are bigger guys who Achua has actually had some some relative success on. Like even a guy like Embiid, who obviously would give you more than like Sangoon gave you in terms of like points or whatever, but like relative to his averages, I actually think Achua holds up pretty well against a guy like Embiid, who's bigger, stronger, but more of like a again a strength creator rather than Sangoon, who's like a skill guy and a finesse guy. Um, I'd be curious to see Precious against um, Jokic, which we're gonna see very soon. Uh, they play Denver in like a couple weeks, and I don't expect it to go well based off this Sangoon matchup. Um, but yeah, he's, I just I just thought that talented. was interesting. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I believe his his first name is pronounced Alperin. Alper, I'm assuming yeah. it's Alperin, right? Alperin Sangoon. Alperin, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he's incredible. He really he's is, like if if there's a kid that they this Rockets team and I've noticed that this is a sentiment that a lot of NBA fans when they go up against the Rockets, a lot of media writers when they go up uh, against the Rockets, they're covering that opposing team. They realize that this kid's good. Like he's he's polished as hell for a young center. So um, and then you watch a guy like Jokic, who has probably been one of the best players, if not the best player on the planet in the last few seasons. Um, you watch a guy like Jokic, and you and you start to think, man, this guy, this kid gives you shades of him on the inside. The passing is is really good with Shangun, but it's nowhere near Jokic. We know Jokic's passing is is absolutely out of this planet, something we've never seen before. But um, I mean, you see shades, like it's it's good. This kid is incredible. So you got to give the Rockets a little bit of credit as well. Like they're they're far far away, Oren, but they're they've got something. They've got something there, right? Yeah, they got like two guys. They got like two yeah, they good got guys. Jabari. Let me let me count them out. Jabari Smith Jr., um, Alperin yeah, Shingun, um, and Jalen Green. Those are the only actually Jaylen. like exciting. Like well, healthy, you can yeah. like yeah. you can be happy about like Tate and oh, like yeah. yeah that's cool. But like actually exciting prospects, I would say it's just those three. Yeah, Dacian Nix Anyways. is uh, a guy who in the G League. I feel like he's, he's just guy. one of those guys in the G League. He just tears it up, and then when he comes to the NBA, he doesn't do much. And the Raptors would know a lot about that. Uh, so yeah. let's get into some Speaking of, the... of that freaking <laughs> yeah, uh, Malachi Flynn played 16 minutes today. It's not even I don't even want to pick on him. Like no, when no. you brought up Boucher, I looked at the bench. These guys had zero points outside oh. of Boucher against the Rockets. It's like I understand that these guys aren't just there to score and that they're in Coloco's case, more valuable as a defender in in Wancho's case, more valuable as a you know, a glue guy, but at a certain point you have to put the ball in the basket, especially against a team like the Rockets, where you should just have opportunities to score. Again, there's a lot of matchup mismatches out there and the bench was terrible. Like again, Boucher played well, but everyone else, four other guys saw the floor and they were, I will, I will give, I will give Coloco some credit defensively because he did look like he belonged defensively. Defensively. Um, He was great. He was great. And, he was a plus 16. So honestly, we'll exclude Coloco from that. I mean, at a certain point, you do have to score, but he was fine. And he had two blocks. Like, it looked like four blocks. Um, he, he was really big for them in that third quarter in terms of his rim protection. But he was. And it's, and it's also like good. The, the bar is pretty low when a guy has zero points. And we're it like, is. yeah, he was great. Yeah. 
it is. And, but, you know, one more thing about Coloco, it's good to see a guy engage like that defensively when he doesn't attempt the shot in 17 minutes. Like, that's good to see because you can't say that for the rest of the Raptors, especially some of these starters. Like, when these guys don't get shots for four or five possessions, defensively they just hang it up. Um, and, and yeah, I'm going to talk about guys that deserve some criticism. And, I, and And I've been, you know, we try our best sometimes to be fair to some of these bench guys. But, you know, Delano Banton played two minutes. And that was a long two. It was a long, bad two minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. It was it, it. He made mistake after mistake after mistake. And, you know, I know some Raptors fans are going to go, well, when, when a young player like that does that and there's nothing really to play for this season, just let him play through it. And you might have a point. You might have a, a pretty good point. Right. Um, but that's not who Nick Nurse is. Right, because Nick Nurse, in his brain, he feels like he um, wants to win every single offensive and defensive possession. And when that doesn't happen, she's she's so into it. When that doesn't yeah. happen, um, you're out. You're getting the hook. And I tweeted it. I said Delano's made mistake after mistake. Let's see if he gets the hook after this timeout. And he just waltzed over to the bench, and he did not come back. And Fred VanVleet subbed in. So Delano yeah. Benson, it was a long, horrible two minutes. Malachi Flynn played 16. I want to say with Benton real quick, like, yeah, go ahead. I don't, I don't think he deserves the minutes or anything. Like, I'm happy Nurse pulled him, but I do want to say that he's been out for like three weeks with a hip injury. He hasn't been playing in the G League, so he's really rusty. And so, like, I think he's gonna find more of a rhythm and not play this poorly as the season goes on. I don't think he's this bad. Um, today was obviously terrible, and again, he doesn't deserve minutes if he's gonna look that bad. But it's important for fans to remember that. He's rusty with an injury. Yeah, that's fair. And I know you tweeted that as well. And that gave a little bit uh, of context for me. Um, but for, again, like it, like you said, it was a long two minutes. I didn't know. I didn't even know it was two minutes. For me, it felt like five or six. But, man, it's, it's what do you do? And I know people are going to go, well, Nick Nurse doesn't. I saw someone yeah. tweet, um, someone I follow tweet. I'm not going to obviously say who it is, but. Someone I follow tweeted something I disagreed with where they said Nick Nurse um, doesn't fit this team, the iteration of this team. Um, he only fits teams where they're contenders. And it's 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 almost like what else, what is he supposed to do if he has six, at most, six playable players every single game, right? And that sixth guy is like a roulette. Like one day it's Chris Boucher and the next day it's Thaddeus Young. And I mean, the extended opportunity is is there. Like 16 minutes off the bench is pretty damn good. Like that's what that's as good as it's gonna get off the bench, right? So you can't really say Nick Nurse isn't giving Malachi a chance, right? Yeah. Um, maybe Delano, you could you could you could mention that, but again, Oren's right. The injury injury history might come into that, right? The recent injury history. Um, Hernan Gomez just came in, didn't do anything. Um, it's tough. I mean, <laughs> Nick Nurse is in a tough position. He has five yeah. very good starters. Uh, a sixth guy who he can barely rely on, uh, whoever that ends up being every night, and then it's 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 who knows after that, right? So yeah, um, well, I'm glad you brought that up because I've seen a lot of like Nick Nurse uh, talk on the timeline and like fire Nick Nurse and like a lot of talk about exactly what you said. Like he's not a development coach; he doesn't play the bench. He's a guy who's all about winning, and and that's why he plays his starters so many minutes. And like we've talked on the show about the bench issues. Like it's definitely true. I wish he had a regular rotation and a deeper rotation and all that. But in terms of like only being a championship competitive coach, I think that's just recency bias. Cause like last season, 
Precious Achua was taking the ball off the rim, dribbling the ball the length of the court, and like half of the time throwing it up in the air. And it was all in the name of development. Scotty Barnes was getting reps on defensively on every player. He was getting reps with the ball in his hand, off balls, shooting threes. He still is like Nick is putting these young guys in lots of positions to get developmental reps. And and they're playing a ton of minutes. If you're wondering why Malachi or Delano aren't getting the same opportunities, it's probably because they're not good enough. Like, it's probably not because Nick Nurse isn't a good coach it's probably because they have way more data they're seeing what happens in practice they're seeing that scotty and precious deserve these minutes and deserve these reps and that some of these other guys on the bench just don't and that's why they don't get it in the games and so that's my complaint about nick nurse like this is the same guy who lets precious have free reign pretty much yeah and so how can you say he's exactly so how can you say he's only about you know contending yeah, I, I didn't really, I didn't understand it because that's the first thing that came to my mind as well. Um, you look two two years ago, um, and you look at the player Precious Achua was. I mean, he's objectively a much, much, much better basketball player than he was. Yeah. And um, it's, I mean, it's up to you. A lot of people, I'm not saying the person that just tweeted this, right? I'm not just picking on that person, but I'm saying a lot of people um, that are Raptors fans tend to have this agenda that, they stick to an idea and it's, you know, Nick Nurse isn't right for this team. For I'll give you an example. Nick Nurse isn't right for this team. And, and that's it. And 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 but they don't realize, you know, Scotty won rookie of the year. Uh, you know, if he was under any other coach, that coach would have got credit for developing him, right? Um, but because it's Nick Nurse, no, right? He can only coach um certain teams. Precious Achua, the second half of of, of last season, he looked absolutely incredible, which is why coming into this season, a lot of people were like, well, maybe we want Precious Achua to start. We're expecting this team to be a 45-win team, and we want Precious Achua to start. Like, that's a huge, huge thing for Precious Achua. And then you look at the rest of the team, guys like Pascal Siakam, there's a lot of guys who have developed under Nick Nurse, right? So mm-hmm. I don't understand where yeah, this... Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. Like, he was right? the guy not... who unlocked him in the bench mob and gave Pascal yeah. more freedom. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't... I don't. I just don't get it. Fred Van Vliet's improved drastically. It's just over a the last disingenuous argument because the Raptors are losing and their bench isn't getting many minutes. Yeah, I think it's when just he, the the Raptors are in a tough position. Let her be. Let her be, be on the chair. So bad. You want to be famous so bad. She wants to be on she camera does. so bad. Oh, she, she does. She does. This girl wants to be on camera so bad. Look, there hey, you are. It's the light. You're on it's TV. The there we go. All right. <laughs> Welcome to television. Um, right, and there's the tail. Um, where was I? Yeah, I just I think it's a very disingenuous take, and I know a lot of Raptors fans. I don't say a lot, but there's a minority kind of uh, group of Raptors fans who feel that way that Nick Nurse um, deserves that type of criticism, which I think is unfair. Does he deserve some criticism this season? Absolutely, right? You can't coach a team that's six games now under 500 and not you know sh- avoid all types of criticism. You can't. He deserves some for sure, but you have to be. Um, you know, fair with the criticism I think you give, not just coaches, but players as well. So I just wanted to get that out of the way as well. Um, is there anyone yeah. else, Warren, in a game like this you want to mention? We mentioned Gary, Fred, um, Pascal had a great game. We mentioned that. Uh, Chris Boucher had a great start to the game. The bench did not really play well outside of Chris Boucher. Um, I believe. Pascal was okay. Um, but 
honestly, I think All-Star break will be good for him to just get his legs back under him. And uh, yeah, we don't we he don't struggled, need a... he, Yeah, he struggled a bit, I feel like, this month. That's that's pretty fair to say um, relative to what we've seen the rest of the season. But I think most people are kind of just chalking that up to just sheer exhaustion. Like we're the Raptors have been I'm also like a robot lately. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also chalking it up to like the vibes are terrible. This team knows it's not going anywhere. The trade they're in rumors every day, even if Pascal's not like his teammates are. And it's pretty clear that the Raptors are going to be sellers at the deadline. So, you know, that stuff wears on a human. Um, he hasn't been good enough for sure, but I still think his real his real play is closer to what we saw at the first half of the season. Um, but yeah, we'll see how he plays after the deadline. After he or after the yeah after the deadline after All Star break when he uh, gets some rest. Honestly, I'm pretty done talking about this game. The people really want to see the Austin Rivers fight. Are you down? I am. I just did don't want to get. Yet? I don't want to get demonetized. I I did see it, and I. Did see someone throw a punch? I think it might have been Austin Rivers, but I want to see it again. I yeah, feel like we can the, show it once, no problem. I feel like the crowd wants the to people see it. want the content for sure. This is what they happened do. in the Timberwolves game. Um, so for the podcast listeners, the scores eighty three Magic, seventy three Timberwolves, and um, <laughs> earlier on in the game, I believe from what I saw on Twitter, um, Austin Rivers attempted a three point shot. And something was said from the Orlando Magic bench. I believe it looked like from Mo Bamba. Yeah. Uh, and then Mo a Bamba. very cryptic smile was given from Mo Bamba to Austin Rivers after that shot as well. Um, and I guess Austin Rivers just kind of archived that in his brain, remembered it, and was like, okay. Um, and yeah. if we can rewind, Orin, I want to see how it begins. Because Well, this is where it begins. It's right at the top of your screen. This isn't a great angle, but Austin Rivers is playing. Mo Bamba's sitting on the bench. He says something. Rivers looks, and then and then I think Bamba throws the first punch, it really looks like. yeah. Okay. I really hope, wish there was a close-up, because we're kind of seeing a very, but, yeah. like we're seeing a sky view. I'll almost. try to find another angle, but Bamba is going to get suspended more because 100%. he came off the bench. Off the too. bench. Like he wasn't right. playing in the gate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Rivers, I feel like Rivers, Rivers is also going to get suspended as well. Oh, for, for sure. Con- connecting on a punch, uh, which you don't really see that often. Um, for sure. NBA, um, uh, unless you're I'm, Serge Ibaka, right? <laughs> I am glad that uh, Austin Rivers has a podcast now more than ever. Like we're going to get the actual real answer like soon, probably because. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, a That's a good point. Okay, so Mo throws. Austin throws connects. Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs might get suspended um, for just throwing him to the ground. Even though I know, I know what his intentions were. It wasn't like he had bad intentions. He really just wanted to take. Oh, him and down. they both have each other in like a little headlock here. He's trying yeah. to get knees in. It looks like, which don't blame him. Yeah. I mean, at this yeah, point, like nothing really happened, but you know, but but I will say like something is going on in the NBA. Like Dylan Brooks last night and and Donovan Mitchell, how he responded. To I like it. it. Dylan Brooks only got one game for that, which I was surprised about. But like, there is some real testosterone boiling over in the NBA right now. These boys are hungry. Yeah, something hungry going on. for some fights. Like, let, let's get these boys a break, hang out with their girls for a week. Yeah, get some female energy, maybe. That's it. You just need something a little is, bit of that. Something is crazy right now in the NBA. Something's going insane. Yeah, I didn't expect him to get a one-game suspension, Dylan Brooks either. 
for that in inadv- in inadvertent. I don't know. Did you think it was intentional? Nah. I thought it, I, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was intentional. intentional because I, I felt like he knew he knew where Donovan Mitchell was. There was a little peak. He had a peak, yeah, and he saw it go. was Donovan, and and then he swung exactly. like that. Um, exactly. and I yeah I agree with Donovan too. Like I'm a Dylan Brooks fan in terms of like what he brings to the court, but. Dylan Brooks has a history of this now. He got suspended one game in the playoffs for the Gary Payton um, breaking his arm. So it's like every suspension after should be more because like once you have a history of it, I think, uh, yeah, it just it just kind of matters more. You can't give them the benefit of the doubt anymore. So I was surprised it was only one game. Like people said, like that's not really going to disincentivize him from doing something like that again. One game. Yeah. Um, something's going on, but I know NBA fans, uh, for the most part, enjoy stuff like this, right? Um, it's always good to see high powered offense here and there, but when you, when you get a little scuffle in between, I mean, Hey, it is what it is, right? I Sometimes I wish the Raptors fought. I'm like, man, if they just, I wish they just showed on some the heart sometimes. Just a little bit, yeah, yeah. Like, but like, I mean, legally, like actually like got mad about something and like, Oh, hundred percent push someone hey, around and- or something like nothing. I mean, Ever. hey, Ibaka asked for a trade, did he not? Right, so bring bring the boy home. Oh and, yeah, you know, Serge, yeah, maybe maybe write something in his contract where he has to throw another one. Maybe not to Marquis Christmas time, but someone else. Um, yeah, that'd be good. Good vibes. Yeah, let's go I all mean, in I'm... on vibes for the rest of the season because the tank That's is it. in. The tank is That's absolutely it. in. Yeah. Tank is absolutely in. We're gonna end it off there. Um, yeah. We appreciate everybody for watching on a Friday night. I mean, you are an absolute true Raptors fan. If on a Friday night you're watching the your your your, you know, I usually say the lowly Houston Rockets, your lowly Toronto Raptors, because that's what they are this season, and the lowly Houston Rockets um, go up against each other on a Friday night exhibition game. This was fun. Um, the Raptors did come out with a win, um, one seventeen to one eleven. That brings the Raptors record to twenty four wins, thirty losses on the season. That was it for myself. So how yeah, I'll me. just say sorry real quick. Tax Go man ahead. of the night. Gary, oh, we're giving it to Gary Trent Jr. Five yes, of absolutely. nine from three, 10 of 15. Extremely efficient night for 29 points. Yeah. Gary Trent Jr. is the tax man of the night. Go to canamtax.com or call the number at the top of the screen because tax season is right around the corner here in Ontario, at least. And they're going to do a great job for you if you just give them a call, trust them, and they'll get they'll get some money back for you. Canam tax. All right, let's go. Thank you for adding that. Uh, we'll see you guys all on Sunday night versus the Memphis Grizzlies, who are a very, very good basketball team. It's going to be a little bit of a who contrast will... going up yep. against Ro- the Rockets and then the Grizzlies. What are you going to say, Ori? They'll be without Dylan Brooks, though. That's the game he's suspended for. Yeah. And for suspensions, Warren, really quick, are you able to show up to the game in plain clothes? That's a good question. I don't think so. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because he does I don't have see some guys kind of on the bench friends. like that. Yeah, we'll see you guys all Sunday night versus the Memphis Grizzlies. We enjoyed uh, you guys spending time with us. Enjoy the win. Uh, Hopefully we can say that a lot more times this season. We'll see you all next time on Wrap Up Live. Myself, Sahal Abdi, and Oren Weisfeld. Take care, have fun, and enjoy your weekend.